Greetings, friends. It's been a while since I've done a video. Um, I am wanting to speak to you today on something that's a little more personal and just share with you my personal testimony. Um, I'm going to read the scripture from Romans 10, the 13th through, I believe, the 15th verse. And so I will read this now. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be called? And it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So I want to talk to you today about when you know. So I want to talk about personal for me is for years, probably more than a decade, I have pretty much been running from a call that's been on my life. When I say running, I mean, initially I doubt it. I said, this is, I'm, I'm feeling this, but I don't think this is what I'm really feeling. I just feel I need to grow closer to Christ, closer to God in my faith walk, be a better Christian, win others to Christ, let my light shine. And so for years, I felt that way. And then I'll say, if we fast forward about five or so years ago, I started to say, you know what? Mm -mm. This is so strong. I don't think I can shake it. And I spoke to a close friend slash family member and I talked to him about it. And he said, ministry is suffering. Are you willing to suffer for Christ? Is that what you really have on your life? And I'm willing to be totally sold out for Christ. So that wasn't a, a question mark for me. But when I can say about three, four years ago, I had a dream and God spoke to me in that dream. And I was kind of confused as to what that dream was telling me. So immediately I began sort of just kind of focusing on, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the dream kind of frightened me, not frightened me in a way to send me running to Christ out of fear, but frightened me in a way, what was it trying to tell me? Lord, what do you want me to do? And I remember going to church and speaking with someone there. And I kind of felt ridiculed for thinking that. And the conversation led me to believe that I was not good enough. And since I was not good enough, then maybe this is not for me. So maybe I am seeing something that I really shouldn't quite see. And 2020 came. And, you know, we'll think of 2020, especially the spring, as being related to when the pandemic started and things of that nature. Well, that is for me. It brought life into our family, a new life, but it also brought death a couple of months later. And I lost my maternal grandmother. And three days later at her service, my I left the service only to realize that my paternal grandmother had already passed that morning before the service. And both sides of my family are pretty close-knit, so that was devastating. Um, but before they passed, as clear as I'm speaking to you today, I remember um, hearing a voice just as clear saying, 
it's your time. It's your time. So initially, again, I'm fighting against that. I said, mm, couldn't be. I believe what God is telling me is that it's my time to carry on what my grandmothers have instilled in me because I'm a grandparent's baby and whatever they speak over me, whatever they've sold into me, I want that harvest to be reaped so that they, um, their, their sowing would not be in vain. And they sold things based on the word of God so that, you know, I will be serving God regardless of what I do. And for a second, a minor second, I sat there. And so I kind of felt so bad about the conversation at church. I ended up just having a free conversation with my with my daughter, who is um, part of this podcast with me. And I remember thinking, I mean, telling her, you know, I, I, I truly believe that God has called me to minister. But I felt so out of place when I said this to this person. And she said, well, mom, there are certain ways you can minister. There are multiple ways you can minister. And in the younger generation with the millennials, we go online for everything. Have you considered sharing the word of God online? So I did. And we started the YouTube channel. We started the podcast. And, I, and then we started a motivational Monday message with our family where we get together on Mondays, which eventually led to Sundays, and we would share motivational messages. Well, my aunt is a minister, recently called minister, well, recently accepted her call. And so she and I would take turns on each week delivering a message to our family for motivation. I would also share messages on YouTube. And I started just sharing them with friends and family. And I would have friends and family say, hey, I'm waiting on the next message. Hey, be consistent because these are blessing people. And again, I've always been a speaker. So just sharing the word of God in my perspective. And I remember sitting in church about a few months ago. And I remember just staring during the sermon and my mind wondered. And I thought, Lord, would you have me to stand there and give a message for you? Lord, am I skilled enough? To even hold someone's attention enough to give a message for you. And I, again, began to doubt myself. Well, I'm on YouTube. You know, I can just make this video. I can share the word of God and I can feel confident on what I do. But what I would tell my daughter is before I would do those videos, I pray. And I would say, Lord, lead me. Holy, Let the Holy Ghost speak through me. And I would begin speaking. And sometimes it didn't matter when I did the video, I could make some notes or record some scripture, but I would find myself speaking. And sometimes I wouldn't remember what I spoke. Or I would find myself speaking and I would turn around and listen to the video and would be in awe by what I said. And so I really believe that the Holy Spirit was definitely using me. And I, I really began to embrace, this is the calling on my life. Well, let's fast forward a, a, a couple of years of doing the online videos. And the motivational uh, messages with family, which was basically many sermons that we were sharing. And recently, my grandfather, my last grandparent, I realized that I'm tremendously blessed at my age to have had grandparents, you know, this long. Um, I also realized that family, other family members, friends were not as blessed. So I, I counted all the joy. However, 
it's still hard losing someone who is rooted in faith, who is rooted in the word of God, who finds a way to bless everyone with either words, service, or things. Always. So just having that conversation, I share with him my calling. And I said, I feel like I'm struggling with my next steps. And he cried. And he, my grandfather is not a crying person, but he cried. And he told me, I knew it. You just made my day. So we had some tears. And I said, okay. But, you know, the enemy is serious. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And what he did not want me to ever do is fully accept and walk in what God has for me. That is not what he wanted for me, but God. So December, a series of events began, well, November, a series of events began to happen. And before you know it, my grandfather ended up on hospice um, right, at, right around New Year's and he passed. So I jokingly said, I better be on that obituary to speak as a grandchild. And so we laughed about it, but I really wasn't expecting to be on the obituary period. Well, I did a eulogy for my uncle in 2019. So in my, my other uncle, my only living uncle right now said, Hey, I, I would love for Kim to do the eulogy. Well, with my uncle, that was not difficult to do because he didn't want a long drawn out service. He knew exactly what he wanted, and he just said, hey, make it quick. He would crack jokes about, dig a hole, roll me in, throw me in, take a cruise and push me over, and we would joke about it. My uncle is only six years older than me, so we would, he would joke about silly stuff like that. So when my uncle, my grandfather passed, my uncle said, I want Kim to do the eulogy. My aunt called my mom and said, I want Kim to do the eulogy. I think it'll be good. All I could think about is my grandfather saying about my uncle, James is gone. There's nothing I can do for him now. So I thought about that and it resonated and it resonated. And I had done this video called Why Me? And it came from the point of David going through things in Psalms 22. And But when I said that would be perfect because my grandfather suffered, but he gave praise during and after that suffering. And then over to the 23rd Psalm, he gave a testimony. My grandfather always gave a testimony. And I said, oh my goodness, this will be perfect. So I went over some things with my, my sister and I said, this is not where I was going with this initially. This is not what I was going to say. So she said, well, I hope you say this at the service tomorrow because this was this is this will really bless someone, especially our family that we're mourning our grandfather. So I couldn't sleep the night before the service. I could not sleep. I read that scripture over and over and over again. I took notes. I made notes. I typed them on my pad. But when I stood in front of the, the congregation, I remember saying, this message is for the living. It's for our family. And I remember praying and asking the Holy Spirit to use me as, I said, Lord, I asked the Lord rather to use me as your vessel. Let the Holy Spirit speak through me to your people who are living, who can still be saved. When I spoke those words, I began to, I told a few little things about my grandfather. 
But I immediately after I read that scripture, I went into the word. When I tell you the majority of that, I won't, I'm careful to say sermon because I'm not ordained, but the majority of the message that I bought, I don't remember. I remember the beginning and I kind of remembered the end. And I remembered that during that time, I couldn't really, I could see my cousin's face and he was sitting right in front of me smiling. I could hear my aunt praising and I could hear one lady that I hadn't seen in probably 30 years saying preach. When it was all over, it's like I came back from a place and all I saw were people over the church standing. Now for me, I don't get the glory in it. God gets the glory because I don't think that there was anything that I did. I think it was God using me. So I don't, I don't accept the glory for that. People say you're powerful. You're good at this. There's a call on your life, isn't it? And someone said she won't be running for long. My mom said, yeah, she's running. They reiterated not long. So with that being said, I'm saying when you know, it took that moment for me to operate on to operate in a moment of sharing God's word in a way that I've never experienced. And that day I couldn't explain it to anyone. I just said, I know God used me to deliver this word for his people in this moment. I was kind of nervous because I'm here speaking and I'm not a nervous speaker whatsoever. My son said, why are you nervous, mom? You spoke in front of crowds of thousands before at graduations, at these events. It wasn't the same. I've spoken in church before. Even as a teenager, I've spoken in church before. It's not a problem. But I felt different. And one thing was that my grandfather was lying there, not, not too far from reach from where I was standing. But the main thing for me is when I stood before his people, I knew that God was using me. And it made me feel like I had no control in the situation, that God had total control and that he used me to deliver this message to his people. And so when I tell you at that moment, I knew, I knew that there was a calling on my life that I could not run from and that I refused to run from. The enemy is serious. I was sick the next Sunday and couldn't make it to church. But let me tell you this, I'm accepting my calling. I'm going to uh, be under the leadership of a minister. I will be ordained and I will do whatever it is that God has called me to do to share his word with his people. So my, if I could rewind the hands of time, it's no way I would have run from this this long. But I will also say, if you're doubting yourself and there's a call on your life, don't run from it. Surround yourself by people who will speak truth. And you know, if you're doing this for you to get glory, if you're doing it because you're trying to please someone, oh, my grandmothers would have been ecstatic to know that I was called into ministry. They would have been ecstatic. My grandfather was so pleased, but I still doubted myself. So it's not to give anybody on this earth 
any glory. It's all for God to get the glory. So what I am saying is when you know, you'll know. When you know, it's nothing anybody can say to convince you differently. When you know there's something in my spirit that wants me to be better, that wants me to live for Christ, that wants me to share his word, that wants me to be to accept, Lord, use me. I'm your vessel. So when I tell you, when God puts that thing on your heart, don't be afraid to say, uh, I know. I know. So when you know, you know. There's no running from it anymore. You can't continue to run from it. I refuse to continue to run from it. And so with that being said, I just pray that I have blessed someone not to run, but to accept Christ, to accept your calling, to be saved, and to know when you are called to preach God's word, to share God's word. There are so many different ways you can share God's word, whether it's online, whether it's through being a missionary, whether it's through being in a church, whether it's through going to being, wherever God is pulling your heart, however he wants to use you, let him use you. And I'm telling you, you'll hear more from me because I'm committed to letting God use me, not just online, but in person, in the church, in the community, on my job, in the in the, my jobs community, in my workplace when I'm around just adults, when I'm around children, wherever it is that God wants to use me, I'm prepared for him to use me. Even when he sends his enemy against me to attack, I already know that in some cases the weapon won't even form, but in all cases it will not prosper because I am here to serve the most high God. So with that being said, when you know, you know. Be blessed, my friends.